This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right, so a lot going on at City Hall today. What really matters is uh, the decisions that are going to be made regarding uh, your taxes and how the money you send to City Hall each year is being spent. So it sounds as though they're looking for ways to try to get a handle on, on spending. There's certainly cuts on the table as they go through budget deliberations. Uh, but at the same time, those may prove to be some unpopular cuts. Cuts to transit, that's going to impact people. But what about fire, police? That's going to be controversial, too. Is there anywhere to cut, though, that there's not going to be pain? And do we expect City Hall to make those tough decisions? And are we ready for it? So there's that going on. But, of course, now there's the big controversy around Big Red. Dan Collier-Urquhart, Ward 13 City Councilor, reelected in the October election. Uh, and then does the, the smoke bomb, where did she go, routine? Was a no-show for the debate around the Southwest uh, BRT? It was a no-show for the Olympic vote. And that had informed her colleagues that she was going to be a no-show for budget deliberations, which is pretty unheard of. Now, this all involved uh, a trip to Antarctica, which apparently had to be cut short because, lo and behold, there she was today. I think she's got a lot to answer for. Really, O'Perry, Newstalk 770 reporter down at City Hall today. Really, thanks for checking in here. Hey, Rob, how are you doing? Uh, good. So I don't think we expected to see Diane Collier car today. So what happened? Uh, no, I, I got in here and then I looked up and there she was with a little stuffed penguin on her desk. And I go, where'd she come from? Right. So what uh, happened? Well, she was going on some cruise. Well, it's a luxury expedition that she was going on, the Antarctic voyage of luxury ex- expedition uh, cruise ship Silver Cloud. Uh, it was canceled after some mechanical problems after less than a week at sea. She was talking swells of 25 to 30 feet, and then they lost the fuel pump, and she said this boat was listing there from side to side. Side to side, it was listing there, and eventually... Um, they were able to get back. Uh, they tried to make, uh, I guess, a run to get towards the Falkland Islands, but uh, that's when the fuel pump went, went and the engine cut out. It left the ship adrift, and they say, fortunately, this time in light seas, had the engine failed in the Drake Passage, I'm reading here, the outcome might have been much more serious. <laughs> uh, while they restored power after about an hour, the ship returned, to uh, Puerto Madryn for assessment and repair, and then it became clear that the replacement fuel pump part wouldn't be delivered in time to continue on to Antarctica. So basically, uh, it was canceled. She got on this boat. It was supposed to take off on uh, November 16th or November 15th, and then it was delayed for a day because of uh, weather conditions. So that was a delayed by a day off the start. They got into a couple of days of. Uh, heading down south, and it basically, uh, it was over. So she, she had to come back. She came back. She arrived, I think, uh, late Friday afternoon, I believe she said, and uh, she's here at council. 
So it certainly seemed weird, uh, and I think frustrating to some people, too, that she you know, suddenly did the, the vanishing act so quickly after the election. And it's not as though she you know, had announced this publicly. I guess the only reason we knew about the Antarctic trip wasn't it that it had leaked to, I think, one of the newspapers in town, this note she had sent to her colleagues. So this is really the first time she's publicly addressed it at all. Yeah, this was the first time she addressed it. Uh, she said that, you know, this is basically this is the time of year you can go down there. Uh, the spring and summer down there. This is the time of year that you can go down. So she booked this. She mentioned that she was the uh, deputy mayor, so basically she was on call for the month of August while the others were on holidays. Uh, She had to be around doing any city hall duties that involved, you know, having a city hall appearance uh, for a deputy mayor. She handled all those appearances in August, and she said she did this note as a courtesy to her fellow council members. Normally, you know, a councillor would send a note to the city clerk saying, hey, I'm not going to be here. But she says as a courtesy, she sent it to all her council colleagues, and uh, she was surprised that one of them would go and leak it to the media. She said that there was no uproar when she named other, another couple of council members in the past couple of years have missed some uh, budget discussions, and she said nothing was said about them missing uh, missing the meetings, uh, And but this big deal was made about her. She said she received about... Uh, her office received about 400 emails, and she said the majority of them didn't come from her ward. Interesting. Now, as I understand, she also addressed this whole matter with Jeremy Farkas, the Ward 11 counselor, said he got thrown under the bus because she was supposed to second his notice of motion regarding the Southwest uh, BRT. But I guess now she's claiming that it was Jeremy that threw her under the bus and that, that she hadn't planned on backing a notice of motion. Yeah, it was was a little bit, you know, if the trip wasn't bizarre enough to begin with, then you have this other angle now where she says that uh, she recorded a conversation with the rookie counselor, and she says she advised him to file what's called an administrative inquiry. So basically you ask administration, hey, can you give me a cost estimate and what is this meeting budget, that type of thing, and you can get your questions answered on this BRT. She says she suggested to him not to do it by a notice of motion because, you know, it'll ultimately fail in front of council. But ask admin, hey, what's the budget on this project? How's it going? That type of thing. She believes he could have got more answers that way versus a notice of motion. And she says she has a conversation recorded with him, uh, likely over the phone. Uh, when we talked to Farkas, he he used the thing that, uh, hey, I, I only got two minutes. I got to go back into chambers. Uh, I don't want to get into a he said she said situation. So uh, basically, that's uh, uh, where where we're left at in this thing. She said. She told him, don't do a notice of motion. Then he is saying, well, you know, she, well, sorry, she said that she told him, don't do it, but okay, you're going to do it all second it so you can get it on the table. But she said she knew it was going to fail. All right. Well, in the meantime, so she is there. Uh, budget deliberations are underway, and I expect most people would expect their counselors to be there. It'd be pretty rare for for them to miss this. So, it sounds that what we've heard today really is that they, you know they're getting serious, and there's going to be some some tough decisions made with regard to spending. Yeah, it looks. You know, 
they had that, that gap of initially 170 million, and they pared it down to I think it's 146. Uh, administration believes that with cheaper labor costs here at the city, anticipating that they're not going to give the unions a sweetheart de- deal they gave them four years ago, an unbelievable deal where they were getting like three and a half, four, four and a half percent, and you know when the economy all of a sudden tanked. Um, it looks like admin says they can save $106 million in workforce savings, they call it. So, you know, that obviously means that they're looking at a uh, uh, cheaper labor uh, collective agreement when they do settle with their unions, that type of thing. They've had a thing where they admitted a few weeks ago about there is there is a hiring freeze now at the city. Uh, in the past it was, we'll take a look at... Uh, you know, we'll take a look at whether or not a job needs to be filled or we'll leave it empty, and they saved a lot of money that way by not filling positions. They're talking about reducing some transit hours as well, but obviously they're going to look at doing those on routes that don't have the ridership. Uh, A lot of members of the public have been here today, and they're calling on council, hey, be careful with that, and telling them, please don't touch that sliding scale. That's where if you're below a certain level of income, you can actually get a bus pass for $5 a month. Right. It's quite the extreme because the previously low-income bus pass used to be $44 a month. So now they have a sliding scale based on what you make. You can get a bus pass for as low as $5 a month. And so that's costing transit $4 million. And a lot of people have shown up here to say, hey, don't touch that try to fund the money somewhere else to pay for that, even though it is a provincial response. These types of programs are provincial responsibilities. Interesting day. Aurelia, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate the update. No problem. It's uh, Aurelia Perry, News Talk 770 reporter covering City Hall today. Uh, so a lot of twists and turns uh, down at City Hall there. 403-974-8255 is a telephone number. When we come back, interesting new report out today regarding NAFTA. How worried should we be that NAFTA may be on the verge of collapse? I mean, for all we know, Donald Trump could wake up tomorrow and decide to pull the pin, and then we're in uncharted territory. I think certainly NAFTA has been good for Canada. Free trade has been good for Canada. So how worried should we be? An interesting new report from the C.D. Howe Institute. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, and much more still to come. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.